Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011, at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking with a very special guest, Holly Kay, a singer-songwriter whose songs are featured on the film Flicka Country Pride. Plus, we will be reviewing Flicka Country Pride, Dark Shadows, and the new film Avengers. So right now, we have with us Holly Kay, who, like I said, four of her songs were featured on Flicka Country Pride, and we also have with us Brianna and Juliana, who oh, watched the film Flicka Country Pride, who will be reviewing it. So Holly, how are you today? Very good. Awesome. So I know you're a singer-songwriter, but I understand that you have a background in dance, so can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, I actually started dance when I was three, and I'm 16 now, so 13 years, and I teach dance, and yeah, taken a lot, so. Awesome. Do you feel like dance, and I also know that um, you play guitar and piano, do you feel like that has helped promote your musical skills? I do. I think being able to do everything at once can just help me get through everything so and when did you start writing your songs um probably when I was about nine years old and what's some of your inspiration um that is behind your songwriting personal uh inspiration actually everything that I write about is my own story and things that have happened to me so mm-hmm and do you think that your music relates to other teenagers or other people out in the world and they can, you know, get a good message from your music? I do. I A lot of my friends listen to my music and they call me and they're like, I love your new song. It's so good. And it totally relates to me right now. So that's also good because I can connect with girls my age. That's awesome. So when you're writing songs, do you ever face any like roadblocks or challenges while you're writing? And if you do, how do you get over them? Um, that's a funny question because normally when I write, I sit down and I write a whole song in 20 minutes because everything just like comes out at once. But mm -hmm. I have to be inspired in order to do it. So I can't just sit down and be like, I'm writing a song. So yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you ever have moments where you're in your daily life, you know, at school or doing homework and you get a song idea and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to write this down right now. I do. I actually did that the other day too. And I was writing down in class. So, yeah. And how have your parents helped support you in your musical process and in everything you've accomplished? Well, my dad is always by my side. He 
takes me everywhere and he is always traveling with me to record and everything like that and my mom just loves hearing me and she's always by my side too Mm -hmm. and same with my siblings too and can you tell me about um all of the musical instruments you play and which one is your favorite Uh, I play guitar and piano, Mm -hmm. and I think I like piano better just because I can listen to a song and know what chords they are, Mm -hmm. so it's easier for me to pick up. Absolutely. So what was it like for you to perform at the the Crookstock Music Festival and get discovered? I mean, you were just going there to perform, and then all of a sudden you're getting flown to Los Angeles, so what was that process like for you? Um... I think it was actually really interesting because it's super fun. It's such a fun place to go. And thinking that you're just performing in front of a few like people and I just end up doing this and going to LA and stuff. It's just super exciting and it's really exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. So like I said before, four of your songs were featured in Flick a Country Pride. And I understand that um, you sang two of them, which is very exciting. So, Juliana, what did you think of the music in Flick a Country Pride? And do you have any feedback or you know, compliments for Holly? I thought the music was great. It was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. And what do you, how do you think the music helped promote the feeling of the movie? Because it, it really flowed well, so it made the movie like really awesome. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And Holly, what was it like for you to have um, some of your music featured in a big film like that? It was overwhelming when I saw the movie because I was like, whoa, people are buying this and seeing me. So it's cool to start this and see how it feels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I actually have the movie. Um it's, it's right by my TV, so I think it's, I haven't seen it yet, but I think it's, like, very cool. If it were me in that position, I'd be watching the movie and be like, oh, my gosh, that's me singing. That's, like, yeah. so surreal. It sounds like a great experience. You're oh, listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we will be talking with special guest Holly Kay, who's a singer and songwriter. Plus, we will be reviewing Flick a Country Pride, the new films Dark Shadows, and The Avengers. So right now we have with us Holly Kay, who, like I said, is a singer-songwriter whose music has been featured in Flick a Country Pride. And we also have with us Brianna and Juliana, who have seen the movie Flick a Country Pride. So, Holly, what have um, your friends, you know, reactions been to you recording an album and all of your success in this? They're excited and very supportive, actually. And one of my really good friends is actually comes with me sometimes to my gigs and stuff. So they're really supportive. And what do you think is easier for you singing, you know, at a coffee shop or at a hotel or with your friends, or do you think it's easier to be in a recording booth singing? Um, I think more in a coffee, like restaurant thing, just because it's more comfortable. It just feels like, you're in place, I guess, for me. And there's other people around and opposed to when you're in a a recording booth, there's, you know, not as many people with you. Yeah, I think it just calms me down because they all listen and it just makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. And how do you think you would describe your musical style? Um, I think it's acoustic singer-songwriter and sort of indie-ish, pop-ish. And do you think that your New York background has influenced your music at all? Uh, I think it has because I've been growing up with musical people around me, so it's nice to have that around. So which artists do you look up to the most and which artists do you admire and, you know, see sort of as your role models? I'm pretty sure I'd have to say Regina Spector or Ingrid Michaelson. I listen to them a lot. Absolutely. So what was it like for you um, to get produced by Tom Weir, who has worked with No Doubt and Blondie and Keith Richards, a lot of big names? What was that experience like for you? It was also overwhelming because they are big and for them to notice me and actually take interest in me 
is nice to have them notice and they're so kind and nice so it was nice to have that Mm -hmm. it sounds like very reassuring to be like what I'm doing is really paying off and you know I really am as good as as everybody says I am which is fantastic so what advice would you give to young artists and singer-songwriters I think I would just say follow your dreams because this whole thing happened to me about two years ago and I would have never thought that I would be in this position and now that I am I'm thinking that dreams can come true and just follow them. Mm -hmm. And I understand that you were on the news today so what's it like for you to be getting all of this media attention? What's that like for you? It's really cool to have and people noticing me and stuff is just so cool to have. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I understand that, of course, you sing your songs, but then you also um, sing the background vocals. So what's that? Is there a challenge behind that or is it easier to be singing, you know, every part of your music? Um, I think it's easy just because I sing them so much before we record them. So I get to know the songs Mm -hmm. rather than new people coming in and learning it just to sing it background. So I think it's more comfortable for me. Absolutely. And Brianna, what do you think about the movie Flicka Country Pride? I think it was really good. And it was, the music done by Holly was very well. I mean, you know, movies, as you watch them, some music, I mean, people say they flow, but in my own opinion, some of them don't flow. And this really did pick up the movie like it was supposed to be there like the actors could hear it in their heads already so they know how to act because all the off the music was so well Mm -hmm. absolutely and one last question for you holly what do you hope comes next in your career i hope i get noticed more and i hope i get my first album out soon and it's a hit and i hope i can make another album Absolutely. Well, Holly, thank you so much. We've been talking with Holly Kay, singer-songwriter, whose songs are featured on Flick a Country Pride, and we'll definitely look for your album when it comes out. And definitely keep doing what you're doing. You know, it's absolutely paying off. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Andriana and Juliana, thank you for being with us as well. Thank you. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critic Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. 
Listen for The Fade Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we're going to discuss Dark Shadows, and the tables are a little bit turned today because we have Blake Hawes with us, and instead of me interviewing him, he'll be interviewing me, which is very fun. So, Blake, how are you today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm well. Okay, so, uh, Raven, can you tell us a little bit bit about Dark Shadows? Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, we see um, Johnny Depp as the star of this, and it is directed by his good friend, Tim Burton, which is awesome because every film that the two of them, you know, collaborate on together is always my favorite film. Anyway, this movie is about Johnny Depp's character, um, Barnabas Collins, and he is loved by his family. He, um, his family starts Collinsport, which is based off of the fishing industry. And as he grows older in this house that, you know, his family has built, um, he falls in love. Well, he doesn't fall in love. One of his servants falls in love with him, and he doesn't feel the same way about um, Mm. her because he falls in love with somebody else. And so she curses him to become a vampire. And then, um, you know, he he comes back later, two centuries later, in um, 1972, and Obviously, Collinsport is very different from when he last left it, and it's just him trying to fit in to the 70s and trying to help get the family business running again, and it's very funny. Wow, that sounds like a great movie. So Mm -hmm. being from the 70s, with all the culture and music, how did the movie soundtrack play with this theme? The movie soundtrack was actually very, very fun because there definitely was a lot of um, 70s music and, you know, 70s sounds. But then there was some, like, ominous classic vampire music playing, like, when he would rise out of his grave. And it was just, it was a very effortless mix almost. It, It fit very well, which is, you know, with vampires in the 70s, you don't really see them fitting well together, but it was very flawless. Right, yeah, that must have been funny uh, watching the culture shocks. Yeah, it was hilarious. There was um, one scene where um, Johnny Depp is, Barnabas Collins is sitting in um, this forest with a bunch of hippies around this bonfire, and they're talking to him, and like, 70s talk, they're like, oh yeah, man, that's so cool, and he's like, yes, yes it is. It's, it's very funny. That's pretty great. So, um, being from, like, Vampire in the 70s, they're kind of, like, different lighting in contrast, because like, 70s is all, you know, colorful, and then there's the Vampire where it's all dark. How was the contrast between the lighting in this movie? Well, the whole the- thing the whole thing was pretty dark and gray, um, because it was in, like, a fishing town, and it, there was, like, cliffs and, and waves and everything, so it was very gray, but then when you'd like walk this um the daughter in the movie her room was very colorful and her outf- her wardrobe was very colorful but everybody else in the Collins family dressed very gray and gloomy and all of the sets were very gray and gloomy except for like in some of the shops there would be um like colorful lava lamps and stuff oh that's pretty cool yeah mm-hmm. i, I kind of like the whole psychedelic thing of the 70s mm-hmm. are there any certain elements of this movie that stick out to you um I think the acting is something that really sticks out to me because there was so much overacting, but it was done very purposefully and it really enhanced the movie because it was very dramatic the way the acting was and it made it so funny because they'd be talking about like 
really sort of funny things in such a dramatic way. It was fantastic. Yeah, I I tend to love movies when they do that. I Mm -hmm. I like that kind of comedy. But Um, it wasn't, like, cheesy or anything. It was very, it was done very purposefully. Yeah, yeah. So do you have any favorite characters from the film? Oh, gosh. Um, I think Barnabas Collins, played by Johnny Depp, was my favorite character because he was just, he was so funny because the way he was, his acting was just very funny. I mean, Johnny Depp is one of my favorite actors of all time. Like, everything he's in is absolutely my favorite. Like, all of my favorite movies star him. And um, the reason I think I liked Barnabas Collins is because the way he was acting towards, like, the 70s, he was convinced that, like, anytime there was bright lights, it was um, Satan. And so when he first comes out of the grave, he sees this ginormous McDonald's, like, M, and he's like, why do you mock me, Satan? It's, it was so funny. It was very, very funny. And so I think his acting was very flawless and fantastic. Yeah, that's great. I also do like Johnny Depp. So behind all the economies of this movie, did you find any certain lessons or morals of the film? Um, One of the biggest morals, which Barnabas Collins said several times, was um, family is more important than anything and family tops any riches, which I thought was very good because when I was um, watching the trailers, I thought that maybe one of the lessons would be that Barnabas Collins was very greedy and that he had to learn not to be greedy. But he was very he was a very down to earth character, despite how eccentric he was being a vampire and everything and being in the 70s. -hmm. So I thought that was very good. You're listening to Voice of America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we will be reviewing Flicka Country Pride, Dark Shadows, and The Avengers. And right now we have Blake, who's interviewing me, because I just saw um, Dark Shadows starring Johnny Depp and directed by Tim Burton. So, yeah. So, uh, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp are known for making a lot of great family films. Do you think this movie is okay for kids? Um, absolutely not. I mean, I thought it was hilarious, and I saw it with my dad, and he thought it was hilarious, but there was a lot of, um, sexual situations, and a lot of crude humor, um, a little bit of drug use, it was the 70s, so hippies and everything, um, (laughs) and, um, but I think for 13 and up, absolutely, but it's definitely not something that, you know, my brother would go and see, I mean, he's seven, he'd be like, what's happening, what's going on, so. Yeah, right, the the target audience looks pretty Mm -hmm. like you're toward or our age absolutely so with this movie uh what genre do you think it would fit mostly into sounds like i think comedy absolutely comedy because the drama in this it's not like dramatic drama it's like funny drama so yeah i think comedy that's great uh can you tell us about some of the other characters in this film um some of the other characters in this film well There is the butler, who he's absolutely hilarious. He's just, like, a drunkard. And every single night he goes and he sits, like, in his Chevy and he just, like, drinks and drinks. And then he is the first one that Barnabas encounters. Well, not the very first one. The first people that Barnabas encounter end up sucked dry of all their blood. But um, he's the first person that Barnabas encounters from the Collins family. And Barnabas, like, hypnotizes him. And the way he got hypnotized was very funny. Um, and then there is um, the daughter, who I thought was absolutely hilarious. She, uh, I don't want to give it away, but in the end, there's like a twist with her, which I didn't actually think was very necessary. Um, but she was very funny. She was like really dramatic and she wanted to be like an actress and go to New York. So the way <laughs> she acted around her family, she just like, she just was like a moody, angsty teenager. And it was very funny. That is, that is pretty funny. I like I like it when they take stereotypes and blow them out of proportion. Oh, yeah. It was it was fantastic. It was so funny. So it seems to me you do like this movie. Would you want to see a sequel maybe in the future? I would want to see a sequel. And in fact, I actually do think that there will be a sequel because the way the movie ended, um, it was very tragic, but like romantic and funny. And it was a, it was a whole bunch of stuff. But then in the end... Um, just the way it's set up at the end. I don't want to give it away, but watch the movie and you'll be able to tell that there will definitely be a sequel. Absolutely. I think most definitely there will be a sequel and I would love to see it. Right. Yeah, sounds like an overall awesome movie. What would you give this movie out of five? 
I would definitely give it five out of five stars because um, when I started seeing the trailers, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be such a good movie. And I really hope it's as good as the trailers make it seem. And I hope it's funny. And like, I hope it's not like a cheesy horror film. And it was absolutely better than I could have hoped it would be. So definitely five out of five stars. Sounds like an awesome movie. Can't wait to see it myself. Mm-hmm. I think you would definitely like it, and especially because um, the cinematography is really good because there's this one scene. It's not even a whole scene. It's like just a sort of visual glimpse, which I thought was very appealing because um, it's when the Collins Manor was being built in the very beginning of the movie. And um, they show sort of like it's all done with CGI is what it looks like. And they show coming from like the top of the manor all the way down. And the way it's done is very beautiful. Wow, yeah, yeah I, it, just great visual picture you got, uh, you gave me there. Could mm-hmm. you really connect with any of the characters of this film? Um, let's see. Well, I think I could connect with. Um, let's see. I don't know. I think I could probably connect with um, the mother of the family because she was very uh, the head monarchy and she was uh, very protective of her family and she took care of everyone because. Um, her nephew was there because her her brother um, was living with them, and it, there some tragic things happened, and so she was very protecting of everyone. And so I think that I could um, probably relate to her because I'm very protective of my family as well. And so I thought I thought that was very cool. Well, it looks like we're out of time for this segment. And Blake, thanks for interviewing me. It was very cool to tell you all about this film. And I definitely yeah, hope I'll... you go and see it. And I hope everyone in our audience goes and sees it. Looks very, very exciting. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devani from Kids First Coming Attractions. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long Film Critics Boot Camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up.
Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the new film, The Avengers, which is a Marvel film. And we have with us again, Blake and Juliana. So how are you doing today, Juliana? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm well. And Blake, thanks for being in this next segment with us. Yeah, no problem. So, Juliana, why don't you tell us a little bit about The Avengers and what's the storyline? Well, The Avengers is basically about, like, an evil person trying to take over the world. And then they S.H.I.E.L.D. tries to get the superheroes to work together to save Earth. And at first, they're all fighting and they won't get along. And so they start to doubt that they can save them. And, Blake, what do you think about this movie? What are your um, initial thoughts on the film? This movie, man, this movie is awesome. It totally blew me away. I've seen all the other superhero movies, and I've never Mm -hmm. seen... This is probably one of my... Probably the best action movie I've ever seen. It was so good. That's awesome. Yeah, I've seen, um, you know... Um, Iron Man and the Hulk and Thor, Captain America. So I think it was very cool that they got, um, you know, Robert Downey Jr. to come back and Chris Evans and um, Chris Hemsworth I mean, and like Scarlett Johansson. I think it's very cool that they got all those people to come back because a lot of times when I see a, like a collaboration of a bunch of different films, they don't get the same actors. So I think that's, I haven't seen the film yet, but I think um, for me, that's probably what made it look so good. So this is yeah. sort of... They- um, they actually do. They're missing the original Hulk, but that's okay because Mark yeah, Ruffin I noticed that. Does a great job. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. So, Juliana, what age group do you think this film is for? Because as we are speaking, my seven-year-old brother and my dad are watching this movie at the movie theater. So, I'm kind of a little bit curious about which age group you would suggest this for. Well, my parents and my little brother loved it, and I loved it too, and I think it was great. And they were like little children like infants in the theater and they loved it too Mm -hmm. and blake what do you think about the age group uh yeah i think pretty much the violence in this movie is definitely there but it's Mm -hmm. not like over the top blood and gore and stuff like that and there's there's no drug use or there's not a lot of um like sex jokes like there were in like maybe iron man because that was Mm -hmm. actually a pretty suggestive movie yeah, they really uh, got got away from the swearing and, yeah, all that. I think it's really suitable for kids now. It's pretty great. So do you think if, like, someone um, who's a younger kid who had seen, like, the Hulk and Iron Man and Thor would be, you know, able to go see this movie because they're about the same amount of violence? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They would awesome. love it. So, Juliana, can you tell us a little bit about the cinematography? I know since this is a superhero action-adventure film, the um, the special effects have to be up to par. So what did you think about them? I thought they were great. And mm-hmm. I saw it in 3D, so it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And, Blake, like we were talking um, a little bit before, we said that the original Hulk wasn't in it. But can you tell us um, how Mark Ruffalo did? Mark Ruffalo, man, I I didn't know yet, and like he completely stole the show. I think the Hulk was actually my favorite character in the film, just how he's like the Hulk is so strong. It's almost funny because he just pretty much, when whenever he hulks out, Mark Ruffalo, he, he just destroys everything, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's still a good guy, and it's it's pretty it's pretty great seeing him uh, be in this movie. Well, superheroes aren't really my forte, but I love, like, all of the Marvel superhero films. And I think Hulk is, like, my favorite. I mean, Spider-Man's my favorite, too. But I think Hulk is def- the Hulk is definitely my favorite um, Marvel superhero film. So I was really hoping, even though the original Hulk wasn't in The Avengers, I was hoping that their replacement would do the character justice. Which mm-hmm. I'm glad. It sounds like he definitely did. So, Blake, can you tell us a little bit about um, the soundtrack of this film? The soundtrack of this film was phenomenal. Every single scene in this movie, uh, I thought, just had some great music going along with it. Whatever the, the tone was being set of the scene, they had great music to play along to. When, when, things, when things got a little tragic or when something uh, really sad happened, they, they played sad music. Or when you were on the edge of your seat, and you're not sure if the ex, if someone in the movie actually made it or not. Movie, uh, the music changed triumphantly when you find out that they made it. Absolutely. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we will be reviewing The Avengers and Flick a Country Pride. So we have with us Blake and Juliana, who are reviewing the film. So, Blake, I know we were talking a little bit earlier about there's definitely some humor in these films, and whether it's crude or not, it's very funny. So can you tell us a little bit about the comedy in The Avengers? Well, uh, the comedy in The Avengers is just fantastic. All the superheroes together. You know, something's bound to happen, right? So Robert Downey Jr., of course, he's the he's the jokester out of all of them, but mm-hmm. he's constantly, like, just poking fun and, like, teasing all of them, which I thought was great. Yeah, I could definitely see if you get a bunch of these huge, you know, superheroes, um, there could definitely be some rivalries and butting heads. Even, I think, it, it, putting all those big-name actors in one movie, I mean, they, they're all, their presence is just so big, and, and um, their personalities and their characters are just so energetically take up a lot of space, and putting them onto one screen, I feel like there could definitely be some comedy and definitely some butting heads going on. So, Juliana, can you tell us a little bit about the emotion in this film? Well, I don't really know if there was, like, emotion, because it was just, like, really funny, and there was a lot of action. Mm-hmm. But one thing that was a little emotional is when Loki said, like, this really mean comment to the Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And so there's a little bit of rudeness going mm-hmm. on there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really harsh. And, Juliana, what did you think about the overall production of the film? I thought it was really great. I loved this movie. Do you think you have a favorite actor in this film or maybe favorite scene? Well, one of my favorite scenes was when they were saying how Loki was evil and then Thor was trying to stand up for him and was like, that's my brother. And then the Black Widow was talking on how many people he had killed. And then Thor was saying how Loki was adopted. Mm -hmm. And Blake, can you tell us maybe your favorite character scene in this film? Well, there's one scene in this movie that I just keep on playing in my head just because it's so funny. It's because, well, Hulk, when, when Hulk is Hulk... He's not very smart, but he can still understand, like, what is going on. Mm-hmm. So there's one scene in this movie where Loki, the bad guy of the movie, and Hulk are um, just talking. Well, not really. He's not really. Hulk's not really talking. But Loki's Loki's getting pretty much beaten up by Hulk. And then Loki stands up, tells him to stop and say, you can't just bully me like that. And as soon as he says that, Hulk picks him up and just smashes him to the ground like, it seemed like 80 or 90 times he was just hilarious about <laughs> just how powerful Hulk is and just completely beat Loki to a pulp. And Loki's just standing there in the ground like, oh. Mm-hmm. Too funny. Well, I can definitely understand how the Hulk's intelligence would go down the drain because he's just like, his head is filled with all that like fury and Hulk smash and everything. So yeah. do you think that there was any rivalries going on between the superheroes? And if so, did that stand out to you or was that um, a big comedy point for you? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, especially between um, Captain America and Iron Man and even Thor and Iron Man, too. Like, there's uh, a couple scenes in the movie where they're fighting back and forth. Uh, get for, Of course, getting the same objective, but they're just trying to show each other who's more powerful and stuff like that. And uh, Captain America says some pretty hurtful things to Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But then also Iron Man counters back. It's just kind of this, like, really fun, like, it almost seemed like this reality TV show uh, of superheroes. <laughs> I could definitely see that being very funny. If like if MTV did a reality TV show with superheroes on it, that would be so funny. <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch that like so much. So anyway, Juliana, can you tell us um, if there were any morals or messages that got out to you or that really, you know, you think that audience members would pick up on? Um, yeah, I think there's that you should cooperate, even if you don't want to, because mm-hmm. in the end, it to be for something good. Absolutely. Instead of, like, something bad, because if you just, like, argue all the time, it'll just make it worse. Mm-hmm. And, Blake, how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? Ten. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad you liked it, and um, I can't wait to go see it. It looks like we're out of time. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. 
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the film Flick a Country Pride, and we have with us Camille, Casey, Brianna, and Juliana. And um, earlier on the show, we talked with Holly Kay, and four of her songs are featured um, in Flick a Country Pride, so I think that's very cool that we get to talk to someone who is sort of behind the scenes, and we also get to review it. So I've already talked to um, Brianna and Juliana, so Camille, how are you today? I'm good, how are you? I'm well, and Casey, how are you? Great, and you? I'm doing good. All right, so... Brianna, can you tell us a little bit about the plot of this film? Well, first of all, the plot was really well, I thought. And it's about, well, of course, it's a sequel to Flicka, too. And it tells the story of Casey, played by, well, Kelly, played by Casey Rawl, and a wild Mustang horse named Flicka. And she's wild, and she just came to the stable that they were doing. And they bond quickly, and Kelly hopes to get Flicka into an upcoming competition because she really wanted to ride since her dad died, like, not early in the film, but, like, it happened even before the film started. Mm -hmm. So she's wanting to get him into an upcoming competition, but the competition is, like, really fast approaching. It's, like, around the corner. And she also has to deal with a dishonest rival trainer, like, that's nagging on her every day. And it's there. It's also a growing fear of selling the stable because not many people are entering in the stable to put their horses there, and the only person that is putting them there is the rival trainer who is mm-hmm. who is like, ha ha ha, you have, I have to pay you, but you have to do everything I tell you to. So, with all that going on, Toby, played by Clint Black, he he gets involved, like delivering Flicka early in the film, he gets involved to kind of sort everything out and 
deal with it because when he comes into the film, he's like, ha, 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 I'm, I'm going to fix everything. Mm-hmm. And he is very, he's a very good asset in this film because the plot, I think it needs him. Mm-hmm. Like without him, it, it wouldn't be a film. And this is a sequel to um, the first Licker, right? Yes. Because I think I've seen um, the first look, and in my recollection, it was a very good, very heartfelt movie. So, Camille, what do you think about this film? You know, did you like it? What are your What are your thoughts? Um, I thought that this film was actually pretty good. Um, except I'm not a very big horse lover. Um, I'm more of a cat lover. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I still I still really enjoyed this film. Um, but, um, yeah. Absolutely. So even though it didn't. Um, directly resonate with you you still enjoyed it yeah that's fantastic so Casey can you tell us um, a little bit about the cinematography and the visuals in this film I thought they were very it was very clear which um, some of the films I've watched previously uh, have been very blurry so and I understand that you are a big horse lover so can you tell us about how you liked this film I thought it was really, uh, well, I love the connection between the rider, Kelly, and the horse. I thought that their bond was so great. So, Casey, you own a pony, right? Yes, I do. And you think that you could relate to that connection that Slicka and um, the main character had? Yes, I do. I really love my pony so much, and I thought that uh, she loved Slicka so much. I think that's very cool because it sounds like you loved the movie and you sort of directly relate to this film and Camille loved the movie and she like doesn't directly relate to this film. So it sounds like it's a good movie, you know, whether you're into horses or into cats or into birds or into anything. So Brianna, can you tell us a little bit about the soundtrack? The soundtrack in this film, like, as you said before, four of the songs are done by Holly Kay. And I think that went really well into it. Because all of the songs, every single one, had a meaning to it. Because in one song, it was like, oh. Like, it was kind of like I felt this and I felt that. And what was going on actually represented the song. So, like, the the background music, I mean, it wasn't too loud. And it wasn't like, yeah. it was very clear. And it was, it was, it was in between loud and soft. Because if it was too loud, we couldn't understand. And if it was too soft, we also couldn't understand. So it was it, it was in between the range. and It, it was a good flowed, balance. Yes, it flowed really well. Absolutely. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney. And today we are reviewing Flicka Country Pride. And we have with us Brianna, Juliana, Camille, and Casey. Um, and Brianna was just talking to me about the soundtrack because we had Holly Kay who did four of the songs in the soundtrack and she's a 16 year old singer songwriter, which is very cool that she was uh, featured in this film. And Brianna was just talking about how the music suited the film just right, which I think is very important. And you said the music um, made you feel different things, which I think is very cool because Holly was talking um, early in their earlier in the show about how all of her um, songs tell a story that's happened to her that she feels very strongly about. So I think that's very cool, Brianna, that you were able to pick up on that. So Juliana, can you tell us your favorite scene or character in this film? My favorite character was Flicka because in all of her movies, she just like brings the families closer together and like brings understanding. Absolutely. Animals can definitely bring people together and um, pull people together and help people understand things about themselves that they might not have understood before, which I think is very cool that animals can, you know, do a lot without even saying anything, which is just the wonder of being an animal. Um, So, Camille, can you tell us your favorite scene in this film? Um, Well, my favorite scene in this film um would have to be when Flicka comes first comes onto the scene um or onto the screen sorry um I I she's so she's really pretty and um I don't know it just it was just really cool absolutely and um Brianna can you tell us anything 
that, I mean, a specific aspect about the film that really stood out to you? Well, something that stood out to me was that there's so many horses, not so many, like 580, but there was a lot of horses, and I don't watch a lot of animal movies, so I didn't really get deep into how they train them, and how she went on cue and did whatever she had to do on cue, like sat on cue and jumped on cue. Mm -hmm. I think that was really well because, I mean, for all animals, if you put them in a movie, you have to know how to train them and you have to know how to put them in a scene without making it look like, oh, she has nothing. She has no idea what she's doing. Absolutely. So you feel like the training was a big success? Yes. Fantastic. So, Juliana, can you tell me a little bit about um, what age group you would recommend this film for? I think that this would be for, like, mostly, like, girls, but all ages, because mm -hmm. it wasn't, like, violent or had drugs or curse words. Mm -hmm. I think it was perfect. Mm -hmm. And do you think that um, this is a good family film? Yes, definitely, I do. Mm -hmm. And Camille, um, how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? Um, I would probably give this film um, three out of five stars because there was some bullying in this film. And I, I just didn't get a very good message, you know, mm -hmm. and there was that bullying going on. Absolutely. Brianna, what um, rating would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I give this film four out of five. Because it had a good plot. I mean, I said that before. But I think it just felt a tad drawn out. Mm -hmm. And, like, like t too many scenes were drawn out. Like, you could cut something from each scene. And I don't enjoy that in a movie. Some people do. There's I just don't. some things that were a little bit too overdone or a little bit too, you know, blown out of proportion. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I also think I kind of knew what to expect. Because I see, I don't see many movies of horses, but the ones I do see, it was kind of the same aspect. So, like, I kind of knew that, oh, she's going to come, she's going to change everything, and yeah. So, I mean, even though I kind of knew what to expect, it was a really good film, because each film has its own, like, twist to the modern. Mm -hmm. So, yes. That's fantastic. Well, we are out of time, but... um. Thank you guys so much for being on with me, Camille, Casey, Brianna, and Juliana. Thanks for telling me all about this film. And be sure to look for Flick a Country Pride on DVD. And be sure to listen to the soundtrack um, because four of the songs are played by Holly Kay, which is very exciting. So thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. <laughs>